Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. John Stewart. Have a listen to what John Stewart said to um, Charlie Rose on CBS. Um, you know, in this country, it said only 16% of Canadians support the election of Donald Trump. About 98% of callers to this program over the last 10 months supported Donald Trump's candidacy for president, men and women. But I will ask you if you can't stand the idea that 60 million-plus Americans voted for him in 30 of 50 states. What do you think of them, the Americans who voted for Donald Trump? Uh, U.S. Vice President-elect Mike Pence attended a Broadway presentation of Hamilton last night. You know that by now. Booed by some in the audience, cheered by others. And following the performance, a cast member delivered a message on stage that, quote, diverse Americans are alarmed and anxious. Your new administration will not protect us, our planet, our children, our parents, or defend us and uphold our inalienable rights, end quote. Oh, well. Um, well, here's another one. The American Academy of Pediatrics released a post-election recommendation which encourages parents to talk to their children about Donald Trump's POTUS election victory so the children can avoid long-term psychological trauma. Some, um, some pediat- pediat- pediatricians have left the uh, organization over that. Joining me on the program is John Zogby. He's a highly respected highly respected United States pollster. He was on the air with his um, Zogby Analytics. He was on the air with us many times over the period of the primaries and then the election. John is also the author of We Are Many, We Are One. And the book breaks down people in the United States into 11 different tribes. Um, John Zogby joins us on the Roy Green Show. John, how are you after the election? How are you feeling? Oh, I'm fine. You know, especially now that the election's over. But I am fine. Um, and, you you know, it's democracy. you got to get over it, Roy. Um, and no, no partisan statement from me whatsoever. But I think that, you know, for a country that purported for decades to export democracy um, and with varying degrees of success and failure... Um, We've got to understand that the American people have to accept the results of our own democracy, pure and simple. Uh, I also think that people should get over it. Uh, You know, I think it's important that those who supported Hillary Clinton uh, uh, protest, uh, demonstrate, remind the incoming administration of what's been said during the campaign and what their needs are so that they're, uh, they can have some influence. But when I, I hear chanting, we must reject the president-elect, uh, I get troubled by that. Um, and, it, it, you know, we, it's not the first time we've heard such things. Uh, back in 2000, that very close disputed election, Al Gore versus George W. Bush, I took a poll uh, for Reuters uh, right before Thanksgiving, so three weeks after our election, and two-thirds of Bush supporters 
said that they would not accept Al Gore as the legitimate president of the United States if he were to become president. When I hear questions of legitimacy following something where, you know, 126 million people participated, um, it's troubling. It's it's deeply troubling because it's a fundamental objective for maybe billions of people around the world to have the opportunity to do exactly what the American people did on November the 8th and what Canadians do as well in our elections, and that is have free democratic elections where we make choices about who's going to be leading the, the country or the province or the state or the city um, for an appreciable period of time. And when it's over, then it's, then it's over. But, John, how split is the United States? I know in your book you have, I think it's, a, it's 11 tribes, right? Yep, yep. So, so talk to um, us about that. And how split is the, uh, is the American populace, and where do the tribes fit in? Okay, well, f- for starters, um, you know, in matters of politics, we're about half and half. And it's not just that half support the Democratic candidate and half uh, uh, support the Republican candidate. It's the level of intensity on both sides. It's almost unprecedented since the, the Civil War. This has been going on now for, you know, a, a decade, a decade and a half or so. Um, so much so that the uh, elected representatives in Washington, D.C., and in many of the the state legislatures, don't even feel the need to cross the aisle anymore. They're talking to their supporters and ignoring the people who don't vote for them and ignoring members, uh, uh, you know, across the aisle from them. Where the tribes come in is um, I sought to redefine who we are as, as a people. Uh, and to go beyond demographics, uh, to to find attributes and values that that people say they share, and for for the public actually to have the opportunity over a number of years um, in a sequence of surveys to tell us who they are and tell us uh, what attributes define them and to tell us what their tribe is. Uh, name it, and on what basis they would uh, they they choose people to that they associate with. And I came up with eleven distinct tribes um, who are very different, who cross demographic lines. I mean, they're not mainly young or mainly old or mainly in the east or mainly in the south, but they they uh, they, they cut across all sorts of of, of groupings. But there's I think for me anyway, a very powerful chapter in the book where I talk about bridging the tribes. And what I've discovered is that there are things that even seemingly um, opposed tribes and different tribes, um, there, there, there are ways in which they intersect with each other and share some common ideas, mm-hmm. some common opinions on policies, and, you know, with leadership, you know, the, the raw wounds that we feel can be healed. But it seems like in the last decade and a half, too much um, has gone into emphasizing what separates us. All right, John, in, in the minute and a half we have left, what, what could happen? And I, I don't want an alarm prognostication, but just what, 
what has the potential to develop? Because I was just thinking as you were talking that I spoke with, uh, with delegates who were going to the, uh, the Republican convention armed because they had concerns that there would be violence in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now we're seeing this continuing uh, uh, anger, frustration, weeping in the mm-hmm. streets. Uh, people are, are lining up on, uh, on polar opposites. What's, what's the potential here? Well, it can go either way. The optimistic note, we can see that maybe Donald Trump has his ear to the ground, uh, is, is hearing what his opponents are saying, and is ultimately a pragmatist. He's already started to back off a bit on some of the more radical proposals that he's made, building a fence, for example, and uh, um, eliminating Obamacare. Uh, on the flip side of that, he may very well have unleashed uh, a force that he himself can't even control by you know, his language and his rhetoric kind of empowering uh, fringe elements. Um, you know, I, opponents of Donald Trump are not terribly pleased with some of the appointments that he's made, attorney general, national security advisor, special counsel, people that appear to be um, like radical extremists in, in some way. To them. So it can go either way. It's worrisome. It really is worrisome. But it really, is it, is it Donald Trump's responsibility to change, or is it the responsibility of the electorate who voted for uh, Hillary Clinton and she lost, or, or, or in fact didn't bother to vote, to adjust to the fact that 60-plus million Americans decided in 30 out of 50 states that Donald Trump was going to be the president they wanted for the next four years. As you said, get over it. Um, look, to some degree, we have got to accept the results of an election. To demonstrate and to remind, um, and to not forget, um, to make statements, perfectly fine. Although I would have to say that if the vice president-elect is going to a play, then leave him alone. Leave him alone. You know, I, it's a play. I don't know that. You it's know, a play. That's not illegal, but maybe poor taste. Yeah. To have an audience booing someone who was legitimately elected, uh, I don't know who that ultimately helps. I don't think it helps anybody. John, it's always good talking to you. Thank you so much. Same here. Good talking to you, Roy.